0: This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: One thing you can say about the listeners of this show is they never forget. Brian Haydad, I think you've learned that. I learned that almost right away. They never forget, do they?
0: Much to our chagrin sometimes.
1: (laughs) This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky, Brian Haydad with you. And the reason I said that is Mike, a dedicated listener of our show, wanted to remind me that yesterday he asked for a Twitter poll. I didn't put the poll up yesterday. I told him I would do it. Guess what happens at 3.06 the next day? Mike reminds us to put this poll out there. I want to get your take on this, too, by the way, because he's actually been in the restaurant business. I've always thought that barbecue was a noun. You ate barbecue. It was a type of food that you ate or that you made. But you did not... Like when people say, I'm having a barbecue this weekend and it's just burgers and hot dogs, they're wrong. That is not what they're having. Mike says... That it's both. It is a noun and a verb. And his description, if I can find it, so here it is. He said barbecuing is a cooking process, it's a combination of grilling and smoking. Barbecuing is the method of cooking low and slow over a live fire, not indirect heat. That is smoking. Using indirect heat and offset fireboxes to barbecue is a recent, he said, last 30 years or so phenomenon. Folks moved to this method, which was previously primarily reserved to smoking cheeses and curing meats because true barbecuing is hard work. He has owned to himself, dating back, and had uh, two others in the family dating back to 1958, and they never used indirect heat. Is it a noun or a verb
0: or both? It's a noun it is the kind of meat that you eat it is not the process of cooking it i don't i don't agree with what he's saying now he could be i could be wrong but i would just call what he's doing grilling you're just grilling it's indirect grilling or whatever you want to call it
1: yeah it's a cookout it's a grill out it's not a barbecue
0: yeah well but mike thinks we're wrong but that- i don't believe you barbecue meat i don't believe i believe you you can grill meat or you can smoke meat but the barbecue is the pro is the end the end result. The pork shoulder, the brisket, the pork chops, the steaks, you know, however you want to look at it. That's the, that's it's barbecue meat. I wouldn't call steak barbecue meat, but you see what I'm getting at.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not. Although I did watch one of Malcolm Reed's videos about a steak he made recently that used Jack Daniels as the steak sauce that he cooked it with, like basted it with a Jack Daniels sauce. So I'm probably going to have to try that. Uh, so here it is, a Tuesday off-topic poll. The word barbecue is a noun, verb, or both. Mike, thank you for reminding us. And uh, I promised you we'd do it. And there we go uh, to start the show on this Tuesday. You want to be a part of the show like Mike has done, you can do so. 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395 on the C Spire text line. And don't forget, all guests appear on the Farm Bureau guest line, and we're going to have somebody locked inside of the NBA bubble on the show with us today. Hey Dad, set this up. I'm really, really looking forward to talking to somebody inside of Orlando, and the first question I'm going to ask is simply, are you bored yet?
0: (laughs) I'm sure he's not. There's plenty to do down there.
1: I saw a picture of the in arena that they're doing there, and... So they're not just playing inside of an empty arena like Major League Baseball is, like Major League Soccer has done, although it's been at a much smaller scale. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. The European soccer teams are using their home stadiums.
0: Yes, that is correct.
1: Right. Uh, So the NFL, even in empty stadiums, they're still going to play in home stadiums. The NBA is obviously very different. They're not playing in their home arenas. They're playing in smaller arenas within Disney World because they have a handful of them, if you can believe that, if you've never been. But what they've done, they have over 20 cameras now for the broadcast. But what they've done is the side of the court that the cameras will be facing is basically completely covered uh, from baseline to baseline in various video boards. And they're going to project things like scores and team logo and fans and stuff on these boards that extend from literally baseline to baseline and wrap around the court. Which, it's really cool looking if you can find a picture online and see it. But what kills me about what they're doing, and we spent time yesterday praising the NBA and Major League Soccer and Major League Baseball for having a bunch of negative tests. 0.05% positive among the leagues, right? Really good day yesterday. But social distance benches, I mean, come on the players on the bench who are running and sweating and bumping into each other, who have all tested negative, every single one of them, have to sit six feet apart on the team bench. So they have these chairs that are separated by six feet, and coaches can't, other than the head coach, cannot be on the front line of the bench anymore. So you have six feet from the front line of benches to the next line of benches that are also six feet apart. That just seems... Like you're doing something for the sake of optics. And if you've all tested negative, what optics are you talking about here? You know, I mean, nobody's going to think, wow, all of these teams all just got tested yesterday, all of which are negative. Everybody but them has a mask on. It's irresponsible that they're not six feet apart.
0: Hey, who are you doing this for? I I think you're doing it for people outside of the bubble to say, hey. If we're doing it and we know we're safe, you need to be doing it. It, it. There is some optics to it. There is some optics to it. But, I mean, does it hurt anything? No. It, it sends a good message. It's the same as, you know, and you'll learn this as a parent, you know, sort of the do as I say, not as I do. Well, sometimes you you got to do. Sometimes you have to, you know, <laughs> just you have to bite the bullet and do the right thing even if it's not convenient. I, I don't have an issue with this.
1: Mike hits us back with, so Malcolm's website should be smoke right? Right.
0: I'm just saying, okay. I, I, he does more I, than I smoke on
1: that. that website, though. And yeah, he grills. He does a lot of stuff. He's got a taco so. recipe on there that looks
0: incredible. That I've been meaning to try. He's got everything try. on there, man. He's if you look really look through his his video playlist, I mean, there's there's sides, there's desserts, there's seafood, there's all sorts of stuff.
1: Mike, you have a dissenter from the six hundred one. Don't have Twitter, but barbecue's a noun. Slow cooking with indirect heat, wood or coal is smoking. Direct heat with wood or coal is grilling. Using a gas grill or a pellet smoker and saying you smoked something is worthy of having your man card revoked. Yeah. Man, those pellet grills look I enjoy the process. Easy. Yeah. Of of smoking. Like I like that and like constantly having to check the temperature and all and you know all that stuff. I like doing that. The process is fun for me keeping the flame up, adding more smoking wood. I just like that. But there's, especially now, when it's 100 freaking degrees outside, it must be really nice to slap your butt on a pellet smoker and then go back to bed because you know that it's never going to go one degree north or south of what you set it on.
0: Yeah, it's it's perfect for those big pieces of meat where you, you know, if you, you don't have 14 hours, you, nobody wants to get up at 3 in the morning so they can have dinner ready by 5. If you can just put it on when you go to bed, and then when you wake up in the morning, you know, you're only a couple hours away from lunch, perfect.
1: Craig says, if we didn't give you all hell, you'd think we didn't love you. Yeah, that's true. Jeff agrees with both of us. Ray and pick you and says, so I can no longer barbecue shrimp. You can eat barbecue shrimp. But, bar- see, and you know this, of course, but... Barbecue shrimp, like when people say, "Go to New Orleans, go to this restaurant, and get
0: the barbecue shrimp." That's not bar- what it is. The barbecue refers to the sauce there. It's a barbecue sauce, and even and it's really not even a barbecue sauce, but that, that's what it is. I mean, the shrimp aren't even grilled; they're just cooked in a skillet.
1: From the six six two, who cares what they're doing? Do you want sports? No idea what you're referencing
0: there, but I promise I read every about, text. So he's talking about uh about your social di- your complaint about the social distance. Oh that's yeah, I, hey,
1: I'm happy they're I playing. Don't sports. get me wrong here.
0: <laughs> they can make them sit one per section for all I care.
1: Yeah, I just I, hey, I, if that's what it takes for them to play next week, then trust me, I, I'm all in. I just think at that point, what are you distancing for? You're all negative. It's been pretty awesome. I can't wait to to talk about this later with all the protocols in place. The media had to quarantine for a full week. So the guy we're going to be talking to later on, who's inside the bubble right now, couldn't leave a hotel room for seven days. What do you do in a hotel room for seven days without being able to leave?
0: Watch a lot of TV, I guess.
1: I guess, man. Uh, learn how to read. I, still on my list of things to do. To learn how to read? <laughs> <laughs> That's the excuse I've given my wife before. She She wants me to. She, she's a big reader and wants me to read with her, and I'm like, honey, I can't.
0: I never learned to read.
1: <laughs> and I can't use the games on excuse right now. It's a nightmare in my house. Got to figure something out there. Another text from the 601, and yeah, this kind of shuts down my complaint. It shows the kids at home watching that they need to do things not for themselves but for others. That's a really good point. Yeah. A few more of your texts have come in. We also got breaking news out of the swack. We'll get to when we come back at Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back. A handful of news items that don't call for their own segment. Just wanted to read these two. You put them in the show at some point today. Number one, remember yesterday, if you were listening to the show, we talked about how Cal football players are leading this movement, if you want to call it that, uh, among the rest of their peers in the Pac-12 to try to lobby for 50-50 revenue split, and if they don't get it, they're threatening to boycott the season. Well, Cal football may not have a season to boycott. The school is going to... Uh, remote instruction only this fall and most people think that schools have to be open to some degree in order to field a football team Cal will not be open to students this fall which puts their football team and their season uh, with a lot of questions now moving forward because if the school's not open how are you going to have a football team? Something that they're going to have to deal with. They may not have a season at all as it turns out. True. Wasn't worried about in the first place, but yeah. And today's installment of People Love Live Sports. uh, Since the return of PGA Tour action in June, CBS Sports has seen their viewership increase by almost 30% to comparable events from last year. PGA Tour Live and the Golf Channel, 61% increase in viewership year over year. People love live sports.
0: And this, I I mean, I, I can only imagine what. The, the the ratings are going to be for NBA and MLB. They're Massive. going to crush crush whatever they've done in the past.
1: And last thing for you, Russia is not on this planet. It's a different planet than the one we currently live on. Um, you may have missed the story. We didn't talk about it here. A 16-year-old Russian soccer player was struck by lightning and put into a coma. Two weeks ago, right? Okay. He returned to play today.
0: Glorious... <laughs> Return for Mother Russia. (laughs) Wow. Different planet over there. uh, In Soviet Russia, lightning strikes you. (laughs) Mike, Anthony in Louisville agrees
1: with you. If you're with friends cooking meat outside using a smoker grill or brick oven or otherwise, you're having a barbecue. The meat you eat is called barbecue. No matter what outdoor device you use, you are barbecuing meat. It's both a verb and a noun. And the Twitter poll, both is at sixty-seven percent right now. I'm my my mind's
0: blown. I always thought it was simply a noun and never a verb. I I still think that I don't care what people say. Again, we talked about this yesterday. I, I don't care what people say. You can just sit there in your wrongness and be wrong. Ricky
1: says he cooks on an old wood-burning stove every night. What would you call that style? I want to see a picture of that stove because I've seen some. In- You're just cooking. Your yeah, you're stuff. just cooking. depending just on cooked. what it is, but I mean, you, you could throw in some sauté or whatever, some pecan wood or something
0: in there, and yeah. uh, then you're smoking. Well, I mean, you're 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 using the wood there more for heat than smoke. So, Derek and
1: Greenwood says barbecue is a flavor. Oh no, sir! Come on now. Oh no, sir. Yeah, New Orleans-style barbecue, according to uh, no name here, but it's about the sauce. It's butter and Worcestershire. We're, we're mm-hmm. Worcestershire.
0: Worcestershire. How is it really pronounced? I don't think I've ever gotten it right. Wrong every time. It's I have no idea how to pronounce it. I, I always say Worcestershire sauce, but I mean, it just depends on where in the world you live.
1: Strider sends us a picture of his pellet smoker. Man, and the smokering that those things create are better than anything I've ever done. Yeah. That's what. That's the next thing we need to pursue. Next time there's a sales meeting, I'm gonna say, "Hey guys, pellet <laughs> smoker sponsorship. Please call up We've Traeger rec
0: Tech on there. Yeah, Traeger. Yeah.
1: Somebody who makes pellet smokers. Um, and, and you know, maybe we can, can hook me up with one. Somebody says it's so hot. I wish I was in a hotel room
0: for seven days." Man in want,
1: Hattiesburg.
0: They'd like to hang out with me. I, I walk into a hotel room, I find the thermostat, and I figure out how low it'll go, and I set it to that. <laughs> and then I'm good the rest of the time. I, I uh, stayed with a buddy's parents
1: uh, to go to an Ole Miss football game in Oxford a few years ago at their condo in town. And I didn't know this about him or them, but they are the most cold, or is it warm bodied or cold bodied, where you love it cold? I guess warm bodied. You're warm bodied, yeah. And the Friday night, we, we go to the bar and we come back and I'm sleeping on the couch because of, you know, that's where they put me. And they gave me just like a, a comforter, you know, to put over me to sleep on. And I woke up at like 3 a.m. shivering, absolutely yeah, shivering. That's right. I go to the thermostat, it's set on 62 degrees inside of this condo. I, I had the sniffles for like three weeks
0: don't ever you better hope that they never put us in a room if we travel or something you know because 62 is a little, a little warm I'm gonna find out can we get to 60. <laughs> if I can see a 5 I'll be happy put an extra blanket on the bed it'll be alright man it's so hot like I've got a car that I think
1: circulates air pretty well but it's so hot outside right now that I will put it on 60 in full blast and I will not get cold my entire drive to work like it, when I pull up to the office it's still hot inside of my car. That's how hot it is outside. That's not good. It's only like a
0: ten-minute drive, but still, still, my, my my car gets cold. I got like a four-minute drive.
1: Nan in Hattiesburg, a retired teacher, says noun. I'm going to barbecue this weekend. Verb. I'm going to barbecue tonight for friends. Or I'm going Both to the... of
0: those are wrong. Retired teacher. Wrong. You're you you're not going to barbecue. Going to, you're to the going barbecue. To... You're you're going to a barbecue. You're also not, you know, what was the first thing she said? What was it? Read it again. The noun?
1: Noun. I am going to the barbecue this weekend. No, you're
0: not. Nobody goes to a barbecue. You go to a cookout. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and the worst of it all is people like, hey, we're having a barbecue this weekend. You know, I might, okay, sure. Then you show up and it's burgers and dogs. You're like, what? It's
1: a cookout. Mike's got to be laughing. Up there in Oxford listening to this right now. Had no idea this was that polarizing. I just thought I was right, which is, you know, a common problem for me. Yeah. Anyway, news out of the SWAC. It broke literally right after we got off the air last night. At 6 literally. Literally 2 uh, yeah. the Southwestern Athletic Conference announced the postponement of all scheduled fall contests along with the SWAC championships, of course due to coronavirus. The fall sports impacted include men's and women's cross country, obviously football, women's soccer, and women's volleyball. They've already started the process and formalized plans for a uh, fall sports in the 2020 spring semester. So they've already started working on recreating their schedule for the spring. Really significant news though, and as we talked about yesterday, probably not getting 12 games anyway, but a lot of buy games uh, now for for some of these swag schools are, are going away. Big time checks that Alcorn, for example, would have gotten for going to Auburn, uh, no longer uh, happening, and this is what they think the best chance to play a season is. But that still is a heavy blow uh, for a lot of these programs.
0: Yeah, and of course, to me, the bigger stories are they, they want to try to move forward uh, in the spring, and they and they give they they set up what they're going to do. They want to play a seven game schedule with an beginning with an 8 week training period starting in January, six conference games and then the option to play one non-conference game which I would assume for all of those will be a some sort of buy game, but that's the question. What if the the, the big schools especially here in the south who would normally, you know, pay to bring in a Jackson State or an Alcorn, they play this fall. So who who are these non-conference games going to be against? So I figured It just just feels like it's a dangerous... The way they have that set up, I don't know that they'll be able to play a seventh game. I wonder if...
1: This is probably not what they're thinking. We've just thrown this idea around a lot, and I think it's actually a really good one. To have a spring football game. To get Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Southern Miss, because I I expect Conference USA to try to play this fall. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think they're going to try it. But have your FCS games happen in April.
0: A jamboree.
1: A jamboree. jamboree. Or or you just (laughs) have Alcorn go to Oxford and Jackson State go to Starkville and Valley go to Hattiesburg. And you play a glorified scrimmage because that's what a spring game is anyway. But if Mississippi State played a a real game – against even a Jackson State, which is a, a level lower than them, but if they played another
0: opponent in the spring game, I promise you people would watch on TV, but don't you think more people would show up? Yeah, you know, this year would have been an interesting year for spring games in this state with State and Ole Miss because of new coaches, especially with State. Total different look on offense. So you might have had regular good attendance, but for the most part, spring games, you know, you're lucky if you get ten grand, 10,000 10, people in there. Yeah. Especially when they're up, you know, when there's baseball. Um, but yeah, playing a real game against an FCS and, and making it feel like a real game—have the bands and everything else—yeah, people are going to show up to do that. Uh, I, would it, think. I mean, football
1: season's been screwed up anyway, so yeah. why not throw a wrinkle in it that can make everybody a little bit more money? Because they all kind of got screwed up, so something I'd be calling people about—that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Mike in Grand Bay says, "What's this here sauce?" <laughs> Instead of Worcestershire. What's this? What's this here, Sauce? That's good. Really good, Mike. We'll be right back. Back in on Sports Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. It's great to be with you on a Tuesday afternoon, albeit it's a sauna outside. But saw in the news. The guy said that uh, we might be seeing the hottest uh, week of the year. So maybe it's all downhill from here. Hopefully... He was right. Although, once we get football back, like the first weekend back of college football, even though the stadiums are at like 25% capacity, football is football and it's going to be like 102.
0: I got a, and today's our, our mailbag day on the Thunder and Lightning podcast. And uh, somebody asked an interesting question about do you think they'll take temperatures? And I was thinking about that. You know, and that's about a reason to delay the season. Just walking from your car to the stadium in, you know, September. For an 11 a.m. game, you're going to be running a fever or, or at least be over the temperature in that walk. There's just no way around it. It's so hot outside. So uh, it got me, got me thinking about that. I mean, that's an interesting uh, question. Uh, will they do that? And then, you know, how does the, if, if they do start on time, I, I, I could foresee that being a problem.
1: How much? So the, the surface, we have to get one taken when we walk into the building here. Mm hmm. So that will affect it, won't it? If you're hot and sweating and you've been at the tailgate, even though those will be socially distanced, and you walk yeah. from wherever your parking spot is to the stadium, well, your the surface tailgate, temperature outside, is going to be hotter. Hot, than Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, that happened huh. to me. I went, I went to the dentist, and uh, I showed up, and they were like, okay, we've got somebody else in, in there right this second, so it's going to be a minute while you wait, so just go sit in your car. Well, I didn't really think about it. I just sat there with the window rolled down. It's hot outside. And then I walked up and they were like, okay, we've got to take your temperature, and I was at like ninety-nine point eight. Now I wasn't sick and I didn't and they, they they allowed me to like take it again after a few minutes. I just went and sat in the car and blasted the air conditioner. But that's something to consider.
1: Jake and Laurel says New Orleans style barbecue, isn't that just barbecue with a lot of Tony sprinkled on it? <laughs> I put some Tony sometimes in a in
0: rubs when I make them. That's yeah. about
1: it though. Um next time you're in New Orleans, here's a free recommendation for you Blue Oak Barbecue. I've, place. I have not had better barbecue in my life uh, than what you oh, get about there. I that now. I have not had now. better. I love that place. Yeah, it's, it's good, but come on now. And they do a, a chicken sandwich only on Tuesdays, though, because. Yeah, seen Andy Staples talk about that thing. The single best sandwich I've ever had. Seriously. yeah. It, I mean, th- that Chick fil A Popeyes debate. I mean, come on. It, no, 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 no. <laughs> Blue Oak on a Tuesday, best sandwich chicken sandwich you've ever had so there's your free wreck uh, of the day for you one guy josh says uh, the noun is a northern thing didn't know you had that many yankee listeners gracious
0: the noun is a northern thing yeah
1: josh i think you've got that backwards my friend
0: yeah i don't, I don't think that's right
1: You want to be a part of the conversation, you can. six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five. Mike says, just shotgun a 40 to cool down right before getting your temperature checked.
0: <laughs> a little Jack and Coke on ice. Just shoot it down. Uh, walking
1: shouldn't give you a fever, you say. Well, but that's, that's the thing. It's not that it it's would create a fever. A fever. It's your surface skin temperature. Yeah. I mean, if you're baking yeah. in the sun all day. How much would that affect one of these like forehead touching temperature I mean, gauges?
0: If it raises you a degree, they're gonna they're gonna say something. If you're ninety nine point six, they're gonna be like, well, you've got your 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 temperature's high. So that's that's gonna be something to consider.
1: Jason from Madison says they need to do uh, all Mississippi Jamboree JUCOs versus Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Southern Miss. Um, Th- that about oh, the JUCOs. Yeah, the, uh, Ole Miss and State and Southern will never and should not ever uh, play a, a junior college. I mean, uh, with all due respect to our incredible junior college system, uh, that would be a waste well, of time.
0: It's just you know, it, it's like a 6A high school playing a, a 1A academy. I mean, just they don't have enough players. It, it, the the depth would become a huge issue. So no, that would, that, I don't think that would be a good idea. I like the idea of them playing the FCS schools though. Playing the uh, the the three HBCUs.
1: Yeah, and we do get a text that says that that that's an interesting concept. Is if the Mississippi junior colleges do also comply and move to the spring, there's potentially
0: an opportunity. Yeah. That that yeah the, that the only thing I would wonder is looking at this right. They said it's a, it's a it's an eight week training period and a seven game schedule. You think about MSU and almost only when they have the spring game is like mid late mid to late April. It seems like this season will be over by then. Oh yeah, good point. So I don't know. I mean, like I said I'm just they may unless the, the the guys at the SWAC, the Council of Presidents and Chancellors, know something I don't know. The, the they can make they can certainly make the six games work. <coughs> Excuse me, but I don't know about that non one, that one non conference game. If
1: I'm the AD at Jackson State, I am calling Keith and John today just to see, just and Jeremy McClain, and just, hey, guys, just throwing this out there. I know you've got a bunch of stuff you're dealing with just like we are, but what do you you think about this? A little extra money, throw us a bone, we'll go play up there in April, and you guys give us a little share of the revenue, and, you know, people show up, and Jackson State especially will travel. My goodness, that I did not – I grew up on FCS football, Um but I had no idea that there were FCS programs that had fan support and attendance numbers like yeah. you have here.
0: Yeah. So, by the way, just just for the record, I, you know, I called Jackson State today trying to get an interview for for this program. wasn't able to do so. But their hold music is the Sonic Boom. I was just like, oh, you guys could nice. leave me on home, hold on, hold the whole time. i, I I'll, I'll be happy to sit here all day. Uh,
1: Somebody from the 228 says, if I'm not mistaken, some people in Canada actually call the grill itself a barbecue. That's wrong. That's why I've never been and I'll never go. What's wrong with those guys? Actually, I think I have been to Canada once. I have
0: not. I've never been north of the border or south of the border, for that matter. You've been outside of the border? Never been. I've never left the, the continental United States. It's not that special. I mean... I like I'd go, you know. We we've, we've got it right pretty situation. good here.
1: it's pretty good here. Don't let and you don't, but
0: uh don't let the internet fool you. We got it pretty good around here. Yeah, I mean, you know. I just like what what can I do? I mean, the only for me to to travel, if I was going to travel somewhere, I would only go to like Europe so I could see historical stuff. Because I mean, the beaches are the beaches really that much better? No. Outside of the United States probably not, you know, the food It just is what it is. But I can't go see things that are, you know, tens of thousands of years old. Right. You know, unless I leave the country.
1: I did see a story a couple of days ago where there is an actual name for the depression that follows a visit to Paris and being so underwhelmed by Paris that it causes you to fall into a depression. And there's an actual like, helpline in Japan for Japanese citizens that travel to Paris and are so underwhelmed that they... Because, (laughs) I mean, you've seen it. It, it, The city's so romanticized. And and that was what the article talked about, is people have this outside view if they've never been they think it's just this uh, amazing romantic and just beautiful and there's mu- just this music that is just playing around and everybody's making out and drunk and in love and when you go there it's like oh this is just a- another city it's just there's another city. crime yeah. and graffiti and big buildings and some old buildings and those are cool but otherwise it's no different than anything else there's an yeah. actual helpline in countries that's for that's citizens that are underwhelmed by a visit to Paris. That's pretty funny. Like I said, we got it pretty good here. Michael in Starkville says, Call me a simple person, but uh, all we say is we're grilling tonight. No, Michael, you're not simple. You are correct. I'm smoking a brisket. I'm grilling burgers. Yeah, Two different things. Exactly. Oh, man. Sports Talk Mississippi. Mark Medina coming up here at 420. He's inside of the NBA bubble. Great get from Haydad. Uh, Really looking forward to that conversation. What's it like where you're confined to a hotel room, and then once you're allowed to leave the hotel room after a week, you're stuck in Disney World. But you can't ride the rides. You can't go to uh, Splash Mountain. You can't go to the zoo and see the animals. You're stuck in this little park. What's that like? Really looking forward to hearing that conversation. It's been working, though. Uh, No positive tests, as we've mentioned. Also... Teased it yesterday, never got to it. The best quarterback rooms in college football. Mississippi State was mentioned in this article, but are they lower than they should have been? We'll discuss coming up the top of the hour at five you o'clock. You also
0: had something on, the, on on the rundown yesterday that we didn't get to—the the worst sports take. We talked about that yes. last week.
1: Too. Oh man, the worst sports take you've ever had. I had mine ready. I had it already. What is it?
0: I desperately wanted the Saints to draft Johnny Manziel. Oh. <laughs> But the thing Defra's is, man, like he would be perfect in that system. But oh well.
1: Uh, people say, "Oh, I knew he was going to be a bust in the NFL." Like knew, talking about his skill set translating. No, if he would have had his head on straight, he wouldn't have flamed out the way he did.
0: He was. But I think, I think him not having his head on straight made him such a great college player. He he took yeah. chances, and he his athleticism allowed him to make plays. But when you get to the NFL, that doesn't work.
1: Mike Evans probably helped that cause didn't a little hurt bit didn't hurt didn't hurt as well a bunch of your texts have come in we'll get to those next also no preseason games in the NFL that might actually affect some players that recently finished their careers at Old Miss and Mississippi State we'll explain next sports talk Mississippi we'll be right back dropped a random note in, in here about Paris last segment. Darren and Jackson text in and says, When I was in the Navy, we pulled into France, and a bunch of us took to train to Paris, but we were kicked out after a huge bar fight we started and was banned from ever returning in 1985.
0: wonder what would happen if Darren just showed up now in Paris. Like, hey, we <laughs> qu'est-ce, remember que you? qu'est-ce que c'est, Darren? <laughs> <laughs> it was just keeping up with foreign relations. Like, he just walks into a bar, his picture's up there. No, no! (laughs) man, We do get a question. It's like like me at the Waffle House on Washington Street in Vicksburg. I'm just banned (laughs) for life, as far as I know. (laughs) Wait, really? Yeah, didn't we have this discussion once? Yes, I'm banned for life. I was banned for life at the Washington Street Waffle House in Vicksburg, Mississippi. I didn't do it though. I I was just an innocent bystander. It was somebody you were with that did it. It was a big group of us, and you know. What did the other person do? Uh, he poured. He pulled a deaf leopard. He poured sugar all over me, <laughs> and then there's like this massive pile of sugar on on the in the booth. And then when we were leaving, rather than just walk out and nobody was going to say anything, he decided to make decorative art with his tip, trying to like wedge a dollar bill into the sugar, oh and that's when gosh. he got caught. And there happened to be a cop in there, and he tried to scare everybody. And I knew it oh, yeah. was going to happen, but they told us as we were leaving, don't ever come back here, and I have never been back to that Waffle House. Because, you know, what, what if they got a picture?
1: We should get somebody to hang up a picture of your face with a circle around it and a line through it.
0: <laughs> the <laughs> Ghostbusters yeah. sign? like Do not serve this man.
1: We got a question. Uh, two questions. Right. He's driving... In RV across the country, what should he listen to? I responded with every Led
0: Zeppelin song they've ever made. But here's the he other listened. question. Okay. No, go ahead. He, he could listen to like two episodes of Hardcore History. That's like 11 and a half hours.
1: I did the entire Serial podcast on a drive back to South Carolina once. The entire eight hours I listened to Serial. The first there one? Go. The good one?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But the ending was terrible. It just kind of ended. They're like, oh, here's all this investigation. And the conclusion is, we don't have one. Thank you for listening. And it ended.
0: <laughs> I'm glad I didn't waste any time with that. It seems like it's like Lost. Just, I didn't watch it. And from what I can tell, people were probably probably a good thing I didn't.
1: It's a top three show until the last episode. Yeah. And I would it's encourage like nobody to watch you know,
0: it. We, we just wasted all that time for it to screw up at the end.
1: Second question is the most important question. Is it a huggy or a koozie? I had never heard the thing that holds a cold beverage to keep it relatively cold. I've never heard that thing called a huggy in my life until I moved to Mississippi. Ever. But I call call it a koozie. When you buy it at the store, it gets rung up. And you look at the little thing on the screen, it says koozie. It's koozie. That is what
0: no it is. question
1: about that. So the story I teased a second ago, no preseason games in the NFL this year. The league and its Players Association have been going back and forth on negotiations, safe to return to play protocols. And uh, after this segment at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, I'm going to tell you how much their testing is going to cost this season. It will blow your mind. It blew mine. Uh, but one of their agreements they've come to, at least the league has proposed to the Players Association, and it's what the Players Association asked for. So, you know, one plus... One equals four. Uh, They're going to come to an agreement on no preseason games this year. The question is one, are you going to miss them? And two, there's a handful of UDFAs out of Ole Miss and Mississippi State, and this really, really hurts their chance to make a roster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Guys like, I'm just thinking, you know, Benito Jones from Ole Miss and from Mississippi State. Uh, uh, Daryl Williams would be the first one that pops into my head. Yes. Those that's what those games are for. They are they are tryouts. They are re- auditions for your undrafted free agents for the most part. You know your starters, they're playing. They don't they don't they don't need to play. They're they're fine. But yeah, that's gonna that they're gonna those are guys now that are really gonna have to, to really show what they can do in practice as much as they possibly can.
1: I hate that form too, and I get. I mean, this is what you have to do. But, man, it, this really hurts. The UDFAs especially, because they, they were, for lack of a better term, cheap labor, but instead teams are going to lean heavily in the favor of veterans because they know what they can do and they can probably still get them on the cheap. So guys like I just mentioned, their opportunities, I mean, they're still going to go to camp, and maybe you can prove yourself in camp, but camp is going to be shortened the, the padded practices are going to be far fewer and they don't get four opportunities to show themselves in a game setting those are all gone now and it really sucks for
0: guys like that are you going to miss it though uh you know i like watching like the first five minutes of the hall of fame game and then that's pretty much it for preseason <laughs> for me so but that said right now i would watch it i would watch it if it was available
1: Somebody says, dang, I just heard it called a koozie for the first time in my life. Oh, yeah. That's a Mississippi thing, man. I have not heard that anywhere else. The French dressing on pizza or Catalina dressing on pizza is also a Mississippi thing. That's, and That's a coast thing. Love that. There's a restaurant up here that does that now. I see why they do it on the coast. It's actually kind of good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How much is the NFL spending on testing? It's a massive number. And I'll tell you what it is next. Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't go anywhere. Hour 2 on this Tuesday afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. You can be a part of the conversation if you like. 601-879-4395 is the C Spire text line. 601-879-4395. And all guests appear via the Farm Bureau guest line. Mark Medina coming up here in about 14 minutes or so. If you're watching on the stream, he's not ready yet. He's not here yet, even though the picture says uh, that he's here, at least on my screen. He's coming up in 14 minutes, though. It is good to be with you. Chuck in Oxford says... Who do uh, we
0: blame for this is my question. Oh, well, me, but I
1: don't know how to get rid of it. And try to do uh, two things at once here is not boding well. Did that do anything? Yeah, there we go. All right, hey, stream, back to uh, your regular picture. Uh, Chuck in Oxford says, I enjoyed the barbecue talk, but Brazilian barbecue is just as good, if not better, than United States. And have you ever had Brazilian barbecue? I've been to a Brazilian steakhouse, but never. Uh, so you know what that's like? Yeah. What is it? Rodizio? Rodezio? Rodizios, yeah. yeah. So if you've never had uh, Brazilian barbecue or, or gone to a Brazilian steakhouse, the one I went to, it was a block that they gave you, a wooden block. And it was painted on one half red and the other half green. And you sit down, and it's it's the same price for everybody. But they were bringing us wine and stuff. It was nuts. But it, for for the food, it's one price for everybody. And as long as your block is on green, they walk by, and these guys had big like skewers. They'll walk by, and they'll just slice you off whatever they got. And you eat it, and then another yep. guy will walk by and slice you off. And they'll just keep doing that all day long until you turn that block to the color red. But until then, they're just slicing you. I mean, they take until it from the what? grill and come out until you turn it to red. What the block? The block was half green, half red. Until you turn the block red, that means you stop. turn the block red. Who you, does that? You, you turn it. Well, yeah, good point. But eventually, just keep it coming. Yeah, turn it around and, and when you do, um, you stop. It's an awesome experience. I've never been fuller. Oh, it's fantastic. Probably leading to uh Mike says good stuff and not barbecue. It's rotisserie grilling. Yeah, I I guess I confused or, or combined the two when that's not really barbecue. It's mostly just like steak and chicken and um I don't know. They served some pork that was really good though. They have the sausage.
0: They have They have everything. Quinn says Korean barbecue is really good. I don't think I've ever had that. That's where you cook it yourself. They put, bring you the raw meat, and you just they got like the grill at the middle of the table. You just sort of go after it. So they don't cook for you? No. No. They bring you, like, you, you tell them you want whatever, like steak. They bring you a platter of raw steak, and you just throw it on the little oh. grill in front of you, and you cook it, and you eat it.
1: There's it's a... Cool. Uh, a Bill Burr bit about uh, sandwich shops that have the condiments somewhere else. Like, oh, your your oh, mustard's yeah. over there. If it was safer air, I'd play. But basically, he's like, "What are you talking about? The mustard's over there."
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I work here now.
0: It's really good, but I would have to.
2: That's end why it I don't. That's much.
1: why I don't
0: self-checkout at the at the grocery store. I don't work at the grocery store.
1: Worst take, Tim uh, Tim Couch, according to Anthony.
0: Thought I thought he was going to be a good pro. I guess. I mean, a lot of people did. I mean, he was the number one pick in the draft. You know, was really good. He was really good college quarterback. But I I don't know that Tim Couch is. uh, And sort of the same thing maybe with Manziel a little bit, but they did go to Cleveland. Yeah, not really fair.
1: I I don't know. I can't remember my absolute just worst prediction or opinion, but I did. Spend two months on these very airwaves this time of year last year telling everybody that Oregon was a playoff team and a national title contender. that's That didn't work out that way.
0: They were almost a playoff team.
1: Probably should have been. Yeah. But the new San Diego oops, I mean, Los Angeles Chargers quarterback decided yeah. to throw a couple interceptions, and then they went to the Rose Bowl instead.
0: I, uh Crooms last year at State. I, going into that season, I thought State was going to be really good. I thought they were going to be like an eight win team. They ended up being an eight loss team.
1: Joe Moorhead's first season. Richard and I both were like, "This is a ten or eleven win football team." Yeah, yeah. They and weren't it
0: the should have been. bears. I was told though.
1: Yes. Well. Yeah. the The defense of that was um, really liked Joe. Obviously, good person. Yeah. Good dude. But when you have the nation's number one defense and you lose five games, there's not much defending that you can do
0: with that. I've I've said it before on the podcast, that that was the floor. They couldn't have lost another game. They were just too good defensively to lose to anybody else that they played. Demarcus Russell
1: is another one. You know who didn't want to draft Demarcus Russell? Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin, but uh, his owner did, and that got him fired after one year. Speaking of the NFL, they're going to test their players every single day. They're going to get tested for coronavirus. When you factor in the test, uh, give or take, is going to be about $125 a piece. Testing every player every day throughout the season. $75 million. It's going to cost the NFL to test all of its
0: players throughout the season. It's chump change for the NFL. They got that money, but you know what? They'll spend the money. Everybody will be safe, and it'll it'll look good. the The optics, as we just said, will be good. And here's where uh, the
1: college factor comes into play. So we might get into this later on. No, we got a guest coming up. We're going to talk NBA bubble, but each team in the NFL would only have to pay $2.3 million. So they're dividing the total by 32. The testing total, they're just going to split it up like a restaurant bill for each team. $75 million divided by 32 is $2.3
0: million. I can already see the Browns going like, I, we didn't have that! Yeah. <laughs> you guys, take that off! I didn't have any wine. <laughs> Kansas City wanted dessert. I didn't want dessert.
1: <laughs> so that... The point is, in this state, Ole Miss and Mississippi State can afford that. In SEC country, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Tennessee, Texas A&M, they can afford that. Can Troy, South Alabama, Southern Miss, if that's the price tag for testing your players, it's going to be a little bit less in college because they have fewer weeks of the season and they're not testing every day, but if
0: it's a million-dollar price tag... But it's also 40 to 50 more players. Good point.
1: Can they afford that? And no. so there's your answer. So you might be heading towards a power five only fall in college football, and everybody else plays in the spring.
0: Yeah. Unless our friends at Oxford University in England, uh, can, can start moving and shaking over there. Here's
1: one from Dave. A few, a few days ago, you said Ole Miss lost $3 million in, a, in, a, in its athletic program, so I'm wondering how they can afford it because they cooked the books. Basically, college athletic programs all across the country spend as much or more than they make to make it look like they're, they're not making any money. Budgets have continued to go up and expenditures somehow continue to go up. All they would have to do is budget accordingly with this additional expense and they would be able to afford it. Don't forget, the SEC sends them a $50-plus million dollar check every year. And that check may be a little bit smaller this year than others, but as long as they play, they're still going to get one. They can afford to pay for it. They would just have to not spend as much as they usually do and they right. can absolutely do that. Yeah. I mean, what was it? Texas A&M spends over 100 million dollars more than Mississippi State. Something like that, yeah. So, it, it can be done. Texas A&M I'm sure has nicer facilities to some degree than Mississippi State because they have all this money oh, in the do. world.
0: They do. I mean, Kyle Field is much much nicer facility than is Davis Wade Stadium.
1: But they both are putting on SEC football programs. Right. It doesn't cost $100 million more for Texas A&M to operate. They just choose to spend all the money they bring in for financial reasons.
0: They got got a lot of money over there, too. A
1: few billion just floating around. Didn't they raise the money for Kyle Field in a year? Yeah.
0: It it, it was close to that, yeah.
1: Was it $450 million in 10 months?
0: You can do that when you... Got that big oil going over Yeah, there.
1: what's that barrel price right now? Man, not great. Better hope Jimbo wins with this all-SEC schedule, guys. I think they've recovered since they had a free fall back in uh, late March. Mark Medina coming up next. He's inside the bubble in Orlando covering the NBA for USA Today. Really looking forward to this conversation coming up next. What's it like in quarantine at Disney World? We'll ask him next. Don't go anywhere let's jump right in sports talk mississippi no we will not waste any time mark medina live inside of the nba bubble joins us right now on the farm bureau guest line check out favorites.com and go with the home team covers the nba for usa today and mark i told the listeners i'd ask you this question uh, right off the jump
2: are you bored yet no, I don't have time to be bored. I'm I'm pulling like 15-hour days. So uh, <laughs> uh, it's no it's no rest for the weary. So for, for
1: those who aren't familiar with the process of you getting to Orlando, so the players and coaches and personnel got there first, when did you arrive, and then what did you have to do after you got there?
2: Yeah, so I arrived – okay, so we're – we're on Tuesday, July 21st. I flew from Los Angeles to Orlando on July 11th. I couldn't arrive onto the uh, campus site until the 12th, but logistically, you know, I, you're losing three hours. So it was just, I settled into a hotel near the Orlando airport. Then I made arrangements for the MBA to get picked up to get onto the site itself. So I checked in Sunday the 12th. And I was in quarantine for the entire week, so that means you can't leave your room. You get three meals dropped off per day: six a.m., noon, and six or eight a.m., noon, six p.m. And then you get tested every day. And as long as you got negative tests, uh, seven of them, uh, we could get out of quarantine on Sunday. And uh, that afternoon, I got out, and since then, I've been going to practices, and uh, you know. Enjoying that I'm not stuck in my room anymore, but it's still fairly limited because of all the uh, the safety measures in play here.
1: What did you do to pass the time for those seven days in
0: quarantine?
2: Well, as I was saying before, like I, I think you got to keep in mind two things. We have busy jobs, so it's not like what do I do to pass the time? It's like the opposite. Like there's not enough hours in the day, and two. It's, you know, the, to equate this is like this really hard, big hardship, it's just, at least for me, it wasn't a big deal at all, because we've been cooped up for, what, four months now? So, like, what's an extra week going to do? But also, you know, at the end of the day, I'm in an air-conditioned hotel room with amenities, uh, so it's really not that bad. Um, you know, you couldn't leave the room, and that's not how normal life is, but... It, it was not traumatic at all for that.
0: Hey, Mark, it's Brian. Uh, you know, when you talk to the players down there, is the bigger story for them being in the bubble and going through all that, or is it all of the, the, the social issues that the, the league is going to be promoting and the players are going to be promoting over the next few weeks?
2: I think it's the latter. I mean, I know at the beginning there were a handful of players that complained about the food and all that, but I think you have to keep in mind a few things here. One, those players were in the very large minority. And two, you know, the concerns about the food, like the food is different when you're in quarantine because it's prepackaged and it's dropped off outside your door. Now that you're out of quarantine, I mean, you can get delivery service, like, wherever on site, and there's different takeout options. So I think, you know, with all that, yeah, the, the majority of the players, they're, you know, more concerned about the health and safety Uh, They're focused on how to use the platform with, you know, speaking out on social justice, you know, race issues, and also trying to, you know, adjust to just being, you know, gone for a significant time without family. So I think, you know, most of the players, they they understand, like, any of these inconveniences are champagne problems and not a big deal. Um, So they're more worried about kind of the larger things that play.
0: I like that champagne problems. I, I hate, I hate to ask you. I don't know if you were prepared to answer an actual basketball question, but you know, when, when we, when we last saw our heroes here, Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, they were, they were the favorites. Has anything changed throughout all of this? You know, people who are decided to sit out. I know Avery Bradley out for the Lakers. Are, are those still the three teams to beat when this starts, when this starts back up?
2: Yeah, I mean, so much has changed with the pandemic that I think it, it leaves everything wide open. So, I mean, I think on paper, um, you know, the, you would go with the talented teams, you'd go with the, the healthiest teams, but I, I think barring a major injury or a COVID-19 test for a star player that will wipe them out, for a good chunk of the resume season, I don't think you know you should really pay attention to the depth charts because they're going to change by the day. Like it seems inevitable that um, you know there's going to be injuries because guys are rusty and trying to get into shape. Uh, there's going to be varying degrees of success and struggles with guys trying to build where they left out off on. Uh, I think some degrees it all cancels itself out and you know I, if I had to guess you I would still go chalk and pick you know the Lakers and the Clippers and the Bucks the favorites but you know because of this whole unprecedented situation I mean I think it's really anyone's uh, to grab here.
1: Mark Medina joins us he covers the NBA for USA Today and he is live in the bubble in Orlando I know projecting these games has got to be tough to do considering the layoff but do you think there's a team that could possibly be better equipped to handle all the adversity they've gone through with the long break and being in the bubble and having to stay in shape is there a team that you're looking at that maybe has some veterans that are better equipped to handle this or is there any kind of feeling you get from one team handling this better than the other since you've been there
2: you know we'll we'll have a better idea how the Scrimmages are, and you know the games itself. I mean, this kind of reminds me of training camp right now, where everyone says they're in great shape and they're and they're feeling their best, right? And then you kind of have this wait and see. But I think on paper, I like how both LA teams are looking because you know they have they have the talented superstar duos, but you know all the accounts suggest that they handled. You know the weight really well with, you know, guys being disciplined with their training, and you know they have the the experience to navigate, you know, different adversities. Uh, and this is unprecedented, but you know I think those kind of teams that have dealt with other different challenges before are probably more equipped for that. But I think in other respects, it is a wild card because of this whole situation. So. Maybe a team like the Sixers, where maybe they, they're not as you know experienced and have the veteran savvyness of those two teams have. Maybe because they're younger and Simmons and Embiid are you know fully healthy now, that can play to their advantage. Same thing with the Rockets. I mean, Russell Westbrook is out right now, but he's supposed to join the team sometime this week. And because of the way they play, where it's a lot of three point shooting and James Harden doing what he does, uh, you know they've always been a wild card team even during normal times. And you think, well, if they're going up against a team that is still struggling to get their timing and rhythm down and their conditioning, if they can shoot a bunch of threes, all of a sudden the game is over, right? So, you know, I think because of the unique part of the situation, all these scenarios are plausible. But if I had to guess, I'm going with. Uh, you know, the L.A. teams because of the the things I outlined there.
1: You've already seen the talking point, I'm sure, about this, whoever wins the championship should have an asterisk next to it because of everything that's happened. Do you buy that?
2: No, I've written a column that they deserve an explanation point because these are very tough (laughs) things to go through. And whoever wins the championship It will show that they had a lot of fortitude to go through a lot of things different lineups, injuries, the concerns of their health. Um, You know, just getting back up to speed with, you know, fostering the same chemistry that they had at the end of the season, being disciplined with how to handle this pandemic the right way uh, in terms of following the rules. And having the mental, you know, fortitude to get through adversity. Now, I will say this: um, I think there could be an asterisk if you have a situation where, you know, five guys in the starting line of the team are suddenly tested positive, and then that just wipes them out entirely. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think the NBA. Uh, you know, it's not its not like they're going to have a perfect track record here and everything's going to be rosy, but they've set up really good protocols here, and I think, you know, for the most part, players want to follow the rules and not be the guy that screws it up for everyone. That, you know, I think that there's going to be, na- you know, different logistical challenges, inconveniences with injuries, guys, you know, being rusty, but I don't think it's going to cross the threshold where there's so many injuries and so many cases that it gets to the point that the league either should shut it down or just live with a result where the competitive integrity is in question.
1: It's Mark Medina. He covers the NBA for USA Today. Follow him on Twitter at MarkG_Medina. underscore Medina. Mark, thanks so much for your time. Stay safe down there in Orlando and uh, keep grinding. We'll be following.
0: Good to talk to you, Mark. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Be well.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi, don't go anywhere. Got some bad news, because that's what you needed—was
0: more of that. Been so long. Let's <laughs> go ahead, I guess. According to the Weather
1: Channel, a tropical depression, the seventh one of the year, has formed in the Central Atlantic Ocean. It is headed directly for the Gulf of Mexico, where they anticipate it to strengthen. Into a tropical storm tonight or early Wednesday, with the potential
0: of growing stronger. So, well, that's bad. We need another Saharan dust storm to 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 blow through here and break that up.
1: If it does strengthen, which they expect it to, uh, it will be Tropical
0: Storm Gonzalo. I'm, first time I've uh, ever heard we- that name. But I know a soccer player named Gonzalo, but other than that. Uh yeah, well we had such a good run, you know, I guess a little bad we were do a little bad news, but been so great the previous few months.
1: Mike sent us a, a tweet here uh, from a sports medicine doctor that also uh, does analysis for the Boston Sports Journal. Um, if the NFL does go forward with daily testing of its players, the weekly testing of major pro sports leagues would look like this. You'd have 5,000 in Major League Soccer a week. 8,700 for the NHL and the NBA. 10,000 for Major League Baseball. And 40,320 tests a week for the NFL.
0: I don't get that. I know they have a lot more players, but...
1: So there's 53 guys on the roster plus 10 practice squad guys. So let's do 63 times 32... That's two thousand
0: per team. So fine. And then but, they, but they're but they're testing every day. Every day. So times so seven. Fifteen thousand and some change. Fourteen thousand. Okay. And some change. So we gotta find another in sixteen weeks schedule. 26 thousand tests a week. Where are those coming from? That that number seems way off. Yeah, I mean, coaches and support staff. There's there's not enough to come up with another twenty six thousand. There's more players than anything else. I don't know who this person. I mean, not not that you know, she's a doctor and uh, you know, appears to be a you know reputable person. But I I don't. I I personally I don't. I don't know where that number is coming from. I, I would need to see a breakdown of that.
1: 80 players, 100 staff would be tested every day. 100 staff requ- is required to put on a football practice?
0: I mean, you got what? You know, maybe, what, 10 coaches and then maybe another 15 to 20 analysts. But that's where and the numbers tra- coming from. I guess you got your trainers and your managers. I mean, maybe it's close. I don't know.
1: Wow. I, I mean... Look, the NFL is a huge operation. I had no idea that they think... 80 players, too. Where's that number coming from?
0: Well, I mean, I guess, you know, in preseason, you, have, you bring in... Oh, that that's right,
1: yeah. And then you make cuts before the season starts. But still, that... 100 people... outside of the players... They determined are required to take tests every single day. I, mean, I guess that's in a way creating a bubble without actually creating a bubble because they're not forcing these these players to all
0: live in one place. They're right, getting to go if home. If you show up and you've got a positive test, you're going to look like an idiot. Wow!
1: So they're test they're testing everybody. <laughs> I mean, probably ticket sales staff even. I guess. I mean, anybody that enters that facility is getting a test.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the way it's got to be.
1: Must be worth it. Uh, it is worth it to them, obviously, because the television contract in the NFL is absurd. Deuce McAllister said on this show, if you remember, $16 billion. Richard asked him, are they going to play a season? All he said, $16 billion. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to play. I guess that's what they have to do. Uh, the practice squad's only 10 guys, though. I wouldn't be surprised if you see an expansion of that for this year
0: yeah it makes sense right sort of the same thing we're talking about with scholarships in and, and college sports what we just talked about you know so many undrafted free agents who aren't really going to get a fair shake i wouldn't be surprised if they give a few more sp- spots on the practice ride and so on and so forth practice squad i should say chris says don't forget about the cheerleaders but you you, you joke but that's they're gonna they're going get tested they're coming into the facility they're, they're they have practices
1: hmm Dave asks, so I wonder if anybody who comes into the facility must be tested. That would include the media delivery people and so on. Uh, yeah, there's no way that delivery people are going inside. Uh, they, they won't let that no. happen. No, I agree. They're gonna. I mean, I think it was Brian Kelly that talked about it uh, today. I think it was Brian Kelly. I hope I'm attributing this quote correctly, but he's the first coach that I've seen out front say we're creating a bubble. That's what we're doing here. Yeah, We've mentioned that they probably can't say that for optics because, oh, it's student-athletes. But they're finally saying what is true, is that they need to create a
0: bubble to make this work. They they are creating a bubble. They're just not calling it a bubble. It's it's the same way they refer to them as student-athletes. We all know what's going on there, but for optics and for, you know, the way things have to be, you, that's what you refer to the mass. King
1: Biscuit brings up a, a point. He, he said, "I'm at risk in two categories, willing to pay," and he can't get a test. He gets more mad by the minute. Huh? Okay. He is probably not alone. I don't blame you. I mean, I would be yeah. too. If I, if, I've joked about not taking the vaccine and stuff if it's available, but only because I'm in a position of, of. of Relative privilege, right? I'm young. I'm relatively in decent shape. I work out almost every day. I'm at very low risk of contracting the virus. And even if I do, I'm at very low risk of it affecting me. So I, I am lighthearted about it. So I've never really thought about a situation like yours. And if the test isn't readily available, but Alvin Kamara is getting tested seven times a week, but somebody that's actually at risk, no offense to Alvin, I love the guy, but just as an example... Somebody that actually needs a test can't get one, but you can get Alvin seven tests in yeah. a week? That doesn't feel right. I know capitalism and money and stuff, but come on.
0: You know, you just said it. It's, it's about money. It's, it's, that's what it's about. And, and that's just how life is.
1: That is just how life is. We get a question uh, from Mark Pascal Pascagoula. This is when we're talking about college football. Uh, He said testing players only or testing coaches and staff members as well. So the answer to that is it depends. In the new protocol released by the NCAA and the Power Five, they both did protocols. College football is lacking in leadership. Uh, Coaches can opt out of taking tests, or they're not forced to take tests like the players are, but they have to wear masks on the sidelines if they don't, which means... The coaches will be taking tests. That's just what that means.
0: Yeah, and the coaches are the ones who are at the highest risk. You would think, because they're older. You know, that's what. That's all we've heard about this is that it it affects you the, the older that you are. Well, I mean, you got coaches in their fifties and sixties. I mean, Nick Saban is in his seventies, right? Yeah. Well, he's almost there. He's sixty-eight, right? Well, that's if only we had a device. Yeah, he's sixty. He'll be sixty. Nice. He'll be 69 uh, on Halloween. I did not realize he was a Halloween baby. Of That's course hilarious. Nick Saban's a Halloween birthday. <laughs> makes so much sense now.
1: <laughs> He's been wreaking havoc on the SEC for years. This makes all the sense in the world. I, I I can't believe I didn't put two and two together. Here's a question. I live in Oxford, and you have to have at least four urgent care centers, and you have at least four urgent care centers testing, but why get tested if you don't have symptoms? So this is, that's a good question, and that's one that I've seen pondered like on the news and stuff is why are we testing asymptomatic people? When it comes to sports and football, this is the only way that the NFL could get all the players to agree to play. Whether or not you think they're crazy for wanting to be tested so much to guarantee they don't get it, that's a different story. But there's no way that the players were going to agree to not getting tested at a very high frequency. It wasn't going to happen. They weren't going to play. So the NFL is just conceding to the players, we'll test you every day because we feel like it's financially worth it to make sure that all of you play. So that's why this is happening. I'm... I'm not going to get a test unless I show any kind of symptom. I'm, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not going to. Because I'm going to save my 100 bucks until I need to. It's a different story with pro sports leagues. And Chris asks about college refs. Yeah, they have to be tested too. Uh, I mean, Everybody, yeah. Everybody. It's an expensive endeavor. And I read this morning something from Bruce Feldman about how the group of five... And the FCS need to just go play in spring because they could probably strike up some quick TV deals and True. be the only show in town because there's a growing thought that Power 5 might be the only league that plays or the only collection of leagues that play college football this year. 601 Text the show. We'll be right back. Sports Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. Great to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon. Don't forget, coming up on Thursday, our Palmer Home Radiothon. Going to feel a little bit different this year. Have to uh, socially distance away from the Palmer Home. We're going to be doing it right here from Studio X. However, we're still going to be raising money for the children at Palmer Home. You want to be a part, listen to our programming. 6 a.m., 6 p.m., starting with Gallo, ending with us on Thursday the 23rd. Check out the silent auction. We'll tell you all about it on that day. You can bid on some items, include it. A signed Dak Prescott, uh, is it a framed poster it's of him? Framed,
0: framed, really nice and autographed by by Dak. So, no reason for if you're a Mississippi State fan, not or if you're a Cowboys fan, it is it is a picture of him in his Mississippi State uniform. But regardless,
1: yeah, that's still worth no
0: having. Oh yeah,
1: getting a picture, a signed picture of Alvin Kamara in a Tennessee uniform would be funny to me. <laughs>
0: I'm sure they got some good shots of him on the sidelines, on the bench there.
1: Butch Jones uh, seemed to have forgotten that he had that guy on his team, but nevertheless. Uh, Jeff says his girlfriend was – oh, let me finish. 6 a.m., 6 p.m., Palmer Home Radiothon on Thursday. Donate if you can, but more importantly, I know 2020 has been a tough year, especially financially for a lot of people. So if you can't donate, help us spread the word. Tell a friend – Share our post on social media if you have it, 6 a.m., 6 p.m. The Palmer Home does not take government money. It's all up to us to make sure that we can continue to help provide great houses and facilities for these kids that have been taken from very difficult situations. It's a great event. Looking forward to having it on Thursday. Looking forward to having you join us and help us spread the word. Know it's been a tough year. If you can, we'd love for you to help. In any way. And that includes just telling your friends and listening to us from 6 to 6. Jeff says his girlfriend was tested for coronavirus and they gave her a swab and she found out in about 15 minutes. If I understand it correctly, you can correct me if I'm wrong, the availability of those immediate quick turnarounds aren't very high. And the accuracy is not as solid as the... Thing up the nose, send it off, get the results back. Test. I may be wrong, but based on what I have read recently, the availability of that quick turnaround test like that is not very high. I could be wrong, though.
0: Yeah, I'm not even going to attempt to to make a, 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 a an idea on this. I just I don't know.
1: Mike says Lou Sabin ain't young. It's true. It's true. He's 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 getting up there. And we did get a couple of uh, texts asking about. You know, these players getting tested every day isn't the, the the test painful. NBA players and the NFL players and probably most people at this point, I haven't taken the test yet. And to tell you the truth, I, nobody that I speak to regularly has either. Just, have, just haven't done it. But I know that the the athletes that we've been talking about will not have to get the huge swab uh, shoved up their nose and poking around at their brain. It's uh, like they'll have to spit in a vial or get their mouth swabbed or something but it's far less invasive now than it would have been if they were trying to play three months ago
0: yeah yeah they, they they've they they've they've made the test a little less uh like you just said I like that word invasive it's extremely invasive <laughs> I
1: wouldn't do it man I' another word like forget it I I'm not, I'm not getting that thing, so I'll just stay at home for 14 days. There's no way that's going up there. And the governor of New York did a demonstration and they showed it on the uh, the morning news show that my wife watches. and I saw that and he gets it done and turns to the cameras like, see, it's that easy And I thought, forget you. No, it's not. <laughs> that looks terrible. Also, some of his policies have been terrible, but tune in to Gallo at 6 for for more on on that. In
0: the morning.
1: Coming up here uh, to start the 5 o'clock hour for the college football fix, quarterback room rankings. This came from 24-7. Did get a Mississippi State mention, but they're low on this list. Maybe lower than they should be, so we'll discuss next. Who has the best quarterback rooms in college football? I bet you can guess number one. By the way, a local television anchor in Baton Rouge decided to troll number 1 Trevor Lawrence and Clemson in a newscast recently Trevor Lawrence got engaged and this local news anchor said no word about Joe Burrow but I'm sure he's a proud dad or no word from Joe Burrow but I'm sure he's a proud dad gosh yeah that's rough it's funny, but also maybe as a newscaster, you don't taunt a college kid about getting engaged. I, I don't know. That's that's just me. So we'll talk about that next. Quarterback rooms. Who's up front and who should Mississippi State be ahead of? We'll discuss next It's Sports Talk Mississippi. Like a Five o'clock hour sports talk, Mississippi. Michael working and Brian Haydad with you. A bunch of you have texted in. A lot of you have taken that test. Say it's not so bad that I'm being a little dramatic, which you know is typical for me. You're braver than I. I wouldn't have done it, but glad to hear that it's uh, not near as bad as the way it looked when I saw it. And um, glad to see a lot of you are okay. I mean, I didn't. I did not expect this many people that listen to this show have taken that test. In fact, I got a. A text from, from a really good friend of mine, an old friend that actually had it. I had no idea. Shows how much I keep into communication with people I call good friends, but um, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? That's embarrassing. I shouldn't have said that out loud. It is great to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon. It is just after 5 o'clock. That means it's time for the college football fix. <laughs> College football fix by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Stop by and check out one today. Hey Dad, I learned that we might be getting a new round of stimulus checks. So maybe a new car is in order for Mr. Haydad. If so, make Ooh. it a Ford. Stop by and test drive one today at your local Mississippi Ford dealer.
0: I'm like a year off from that because my You're oldest close? daughter. Is- well, she, my oldest daughter is 14, so we're not long from oh, her getting man. her license. So, Back when my
1: sister... I have two older sisters. And back when they were starting to drive in South Carolina, where I grew up, you could get your permit at 14 and a half. They've Please. since changed it. Could you imagine a 14... But some, a bunch of lawmakers got in a room together and decided, Hey, it's a great idea if 14-year-olds are driving places.
0: Not that
1: bag. Ugh. Man, I still shouldn't be driving places, and I'm 28. I got a. My car insurance provider gave us this app and like a tracker to see how well we drive. My score's not very good. <laughs> quarterback rooms in college football. Uh, 24/7 ranked the best quarterback rooms. You want to guess who number one is? Well, I don't have to guess. I have
0: the link pulled up here. (laughs) It's
1: it's Clemson. Clemson, yeah, with Trevor Lawrence and two five stars. uh, Ones I'll give you. I will
0: Venmo you twenty bucks right now. Pronounce their last names. If you if you gotta be right though, and I don't know how they sound, so I guess I'm not. There's no point. I used to know one of them. DJ Ugalalele and Tayson Famoshan.
1: I'm going to spell these last names for you. You got to stress that uh, at
0: the end there.
1: U I A G A L E L E
0: I. That's one. And the other name one. A, name a word that has the letters U I A in that order. Isn't he Hawaiian? I'm sure he
1: is, yeah. And then the other one is P H O M M A C H A N H.
0: Fama Close enough. No idea. So for just for the number of consonants, they're number one. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I'll take it back. I do have a problem with that. Trevor Lawrence is easily the best quarterback. The answer to me should be Georgia. You've got two proven starting quarterbacks in that room.
1: Georgia down at number five. Uh, Ohio State, too. Justin Fields. Gunnar Hoke is a Kentucky transfer. Yeah. Uh, Going to play his graduate year at Ohio State. Figured he just wanted to try to get a ring, maybe. Going to get well, a lot of playing year. time with the way they're he smoking there people. He was last
0: year, too. Yeah.
1: And they also have two freshmen, both of which are blue chips because it's Ohio State. Alabama yeah. 3, they have Mac Jones as the projected starter. There are people that don't believe that's the case, though.
0: This guy's one of them. I'm, remember when I picked the Kelly Bryant, Trevor Lawrence? You I'm nailed I'm doing the exact that. same thing here. Mac Jones will be out, but I don't know when midseason's going to be. But Bryce Young will be that guy.
1: Man, I remember you nailed that. You, yeah, and
0: you called the exact the timing only one. too. You said See it's going to happen
1: within four games
0: because the redshirt right. one Bryant's going to leave and transfer somewhere else. I think the same thing is. I don't know that Mac Jones will. Well, he's a junior, I guess he's still got some uh, some wiggle room. But Bryce Young's the quarterback of the future there. Paul Tyson, shout out to him. He's Bear Bryant's great grandson.
1: Number four is Texas, Sam Ellinger, the senior, really good player. Behind him is a handful of top 100 quarterbacks. Texas has recruited very well under
0: Tom Herman. Yeah, I can't disagree with that.
1: I saw a national recruiting analyst say that uh, there's some blue chip in the state of Texas that I think committed somewhere else. And it was their response was, this is the biggest indictment on Tom Herman's recruiting at Texas. And I wanted to say, you're a recruiting guy. Have you seen how Tom Herman is recruiting at Texas? Talent acquisition is not his problem there. No. Number five is aforementioned Georgia. Jamie Newman, the Wake Forest transfer. JT Daniels, the Southern Cal transfer. And Georgia, because it's Georgia, has stockpiled elite-level quarterbacks behind those two guys.
0: And Stetson Bennett is sort of the the guy you don't see very much of anymore. He, He is a career backup who seems to have no desire to leave Georgia. Just happy being there, being a Georgia bulldog. He's a dog, red and blue through and through. Red and blue, or red and black. Sorry, you're thinking you're yeah. thinking
1: of Richard Cross. Yeah, for sure. I have you seen the video of him getting knocked over on the sidelines? By the way, in those red pants? Richard Cross? Yes, in Gainesville.
0: I haven't seen that. No, I have to check that out. I've seen the one that Yance, of Yancey Porter getting blasted. At a uh, at an old Miss practice, but I have not seen Richard. Oh man, it's book. so
1: good! It was front. And, I think Is it it on YouTube. Dor- it's on, I think you. We can find it on YouTube. Um, I have to look for that. It's Jordan Wilkins gets pushed out of bounds right into Richard, and he, he landed on the ground in such a way where his feet were just way up in the air. And we had listeners to this show for the entire week after doing. They, they were crossing. So they would send pictures of themselves on their back with their feet up in the air. Like one guy pulled over to do it on the side of the road.
0: <laughs> I got to find this. I'll I'll be looking for it. He's
1: in bright red pants too. Uh, number six. <laughs> number six, Florida. Kyle Trask, Emory Jones, and Anthony Richardson. That's an interesting one. Tra- I toot the Trask horn like crazy. He was great last year, but
0: and Jones has played a good bit. You know, has never started. I don't believe, but he's good.
1: This is where they start losing me. Stanford at seven.
0: Well, Davis Mills is a really good quarterback. He, he was play big time recruit, and he's played well out there. North Carolina Sam, we, at eight. I mean, they got Longo, so that automatically yeah. bumps them up a little bit. Sam, Sam Howell. Howell. But yeah, but you're right. Like Sam Howell, great player, but these other two guys, who? I know Jacoby Chriswell was a, was a good recruit, but. You know. See,
1: like I said, this is kind of where you're starting to lose me a little bit. Minnesota, Tanner Morgan, very good. Don't know anything about their sophomore and two freshmen behind him. Iowa State, Brock Purdy's okay. I think people... He's a good player. I think people like him more than they probably should. Mississippi State at 11. If you could trade a quarterback room and... You certainly can't accuse me of being a Mississippi State homer. Uh, Just read the message boards. Um, K.J. Costello has a body of work that exceeds even Tanner Morgan, but definitely Sam Howell, definitely better than Davis Mills at Stanford, who he was better than.
0: this, This is why I had an issue with this. and I'll be honest with you, the first time I went through this list, I thought they just didn't have State on here because State is the first team that doesn't have a photograph. (laughs) <laughs> and so it just threw me off. And I was like, did they not put State on there? And I I screwed that up on Twitter. But Costello has got a body of work that's as good as anybody on this list outside of, let's see, Lawrence, Fields, Ellinger. I mean, his body of work is better than Trask. It's better than, uh, than Newman. It's He's better done it than for Mac longer Jones. than Trask. Yeah. And then from a backup perspective, now you can sit there and argue with me, which is what... That uh, I think Bud Elliott wrote this. That Schrader's not a great fit for the Leach offense, but in terms of talent and in terms of experience, Schrader's got as much as any backup is going to have in the country. So yeah, why is he not a great fit for the offense? I don't don't know that he he was. I don't know that he's not a great fit. Mike Leach has made a bunch of quarterbacks who have done nothing in the NFL into four thousand yard passers. You know, I, I don't know why he can't be a good fit. You know, that people are going to say, "Well, he's not accurate enough." Well, he completed 50, almost fifty nine percent of his passes as a freshman in a offense that I will generously describe as not quarterback friendly. We so there's no there's no reason to think that he can't. You know, he's got a red redshirt this year. Why can't he be better next year? He could. I don't see why they don't. People are just going to go ahead and write him off. I, I, I am not.
1: I, I wouldn't either. And Will Rogers was a high profile recruit, high enough anyway. But it, to just Dismiss Schrader as not a good fit for the offense, probably because you only just looked at box scores, is really disingenuous, especially when it's a true freshman who was not supposed to play last year. Yeah. And, yeah, he struggled at times. Of course he did because he's a true freshman. We say the same thing about Plumlee and Corral at Ole Miss. Right. But he showed you flashes of being
0: a, and, a good From a recruiting standpoint, Maiden was highly recruited. He was a four-star guy, so I state should be higher. I'll say that.
1: And I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. A bunch of your texts come in. We'll get to those next. Sports Talk Mississippi. a text here that says the nature of the rankings is on depth because it's on the quarterback rooms, but he thinks it's wild that blue blood schools with recruits who have never played are ranked higher than rooms with several. several. I told you guys I can't read. Proven quarterbacks. I would put Georgia number one, and yeah. State maybe should be higher.
0: Yeah, I, I don't see how Georgia's not number one. Newman and Daniels have more starts than any other one-two, except for maybe Costello and Schrader.
1: I really like Jamie Newman. And people will just look at stats and think, "What? wait, why do you think he's so good? Watch him. Watch him. The, the dude is an elite-level, skill-wise quarterback. Now there's a reason his numbers weren't great. In certain cases, part of that is when he's playing Clemson, um, he doesn't have a single player on his team that Clemson would take. So there's a talent discrepancy there that makes it really hard to play quarterback. As had mentioned earlier in the show, I mean, if you get drafted to play quarterback for the Cleveland Browns and you struggle, it doesn't mean you're a bad quarterback. Yeah. Put Tom Brady in Cleveland. He doesn't make it 20 years, but I was going to say for 20 years, and how many Super Bowls does he win? Zero. He's cast out as a bum after a season and a half, and they go draft another sorry sap for a quarterback. I mean, that's that's what happens. So his skill set and his talent level are through the roof. Production doesn't match it, but I think there's some other factors involved there. He also got hurt last
0: year a little bit as well. Trying to see if there's anybody else, and you know, for honestly, I mean, shouldn't Ole Miss be a little bit higher because Plumlee and Corral, you've got a ton of starting experience there. They both played. Yeah, I saw uh,
1: there was a uh, a, a, there's a new SEC. I think it's SEC Statcast, one of those new yeah data analysis websites, and uh, they shared a diagram of just one like basic pass route, and they said, "Hey, look, it's Rich Rodriguez's route tree."
0: He's a smash that's all he's got
1: spot the lie that's not wrong Cody and Tupelo says he thinks Matt Jones will be the quarterback he also thinks he will play in the NFL maybe as a backup thinks he's really good you saw in limited action how good he can be helps said he good. was thrown to those guys but you saw some sort flashes
0: of Kelly Bryant's good but Trevor Lawrence was great and Bryce Young is of the same sort of cut I think
1: I did not know this. From the 662 in Mississippi, you could get a driver's license at 14 if you had a farm permit saying you worked on a farm. <laughs> Didn't know that. I got my full. You could get your full in South Carolina at the day you turned 15 if you had an extracurricular activity and a note from your teacher or something. So all you had to do was get your coach to say, hey, we practice after five. Because at 15, you could get, so you get your permanent 14 and a half. You could get a restricted, is what they called it, at 15, which was basically you could only drive when the sun's up. It right. was like 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. or something like that. And then at 16, you got your full. But if you had an extracurricular, you could get your full right away. So I was 15 years old running around driving people places. I, still, there was no way 15-year-old me should have had the responsibility of driving a car on a road with regular people.
0: No way. No, nobody died.
1: That's true. I never got in an accident. I got one speeding ticket. And I was I was flying. I was an idiot. I've had 5 in my life. Which is since I've been driving since 15, I'm 28 now. 5 over that span is pretty good.
0: Mm. Hey, eh. how many have you had? <sighs> Two. And one should not really have been a ticket. I got into an accident, and in the uh, like the trauma of it, or the, I was just sort of like out of it. I couldn't find my insurance card, so they, oh, they got me for no insurance. But then I showed up in court, and was like I had insurance and proved it, and they, they yeah. let me off.
1: My smart mouth got me a ticket once. I was driving on seventy eight. No, <laughs> I know, right? I was uh, I was driving on seventy eight. Uh, it was in between Tupelo and Birmingham, uh, going home from break in college. And it's a three-lane highway, and I was driving in between two 18-wheelers. And one started swerving pretty bad. I mean, pretty bad. So I sped up to get out from in between them because I thought, if he swerves anymore, I'm stuck, and I'm trapped in between two 18-wheelers. Right. The second I cleared the two of them, there's a highway patrolman in Alabama. The second
0: I cleared them. Of course.
1: And he pulls me over and he comes up to the window and he says, you know, the typical son, do you know how fast you're going? I said, "Eh, look, I I swear, I kind of feared for my life. I was stuck between two 18 wheelers. One of them was swerving a little bit. And so I sped up to clear them, And that's why I was speeding. I wouldn't have been doing it otherwise. And he goes, I don't really know if that's an excuse. And I said, you know what? I'll just let them kill me next time.
0: Ah, yeah. You so, might you were on the verge of wiggling out there, I think. And he, if you just been like, I, I know, and I'm sorry, but that's that's the way I felt at that moment. He might have been like, you know what, get on out of here. But no, you 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 ruined it for yourself. Yeah.
1: And he came back to the window. I don't know if he was lying or not, but he said, I would have given you a warning. Would yeah. have. And I then agree. handed I think, me the ticket and walked away. I deserved it, man. That was so stupid. I think I
0: think, I think you were on the. I think you, you dug your own grave there. No question. No question about it.
1: Yeah, it did feel kind of good, though, for a second. Oh, I'm sure. Such a little smart, you-know-what. Yeah. Hasn't much changed, but, you know. In 1980, age 15 was full driver's license. Man, I can't get over that. It's risen now, right? Isn't it 16?
0: It's 16 now, yeah. Seems more age-appropriate. Well, I mean, are they still doing, you know, with... They're not doing the driving test? Is that still happening? I don't know. See... I know they did that in Georgia. I think they did it in Mississippi, too. Where they were just like, you just got to take the, the, the written test, I guess. I don't know.
1: King Biscuit said he got five in one
0: year. What are you doing, man? Come on. Slow down. It probably should have locked you up after number four. Let me quote the great Jack Crystal when I say, Mississippi highways or dieways, the choice is yours. And apparently you're making it. Will and Eupora, he said he's 23, only has one.
1: You're
0: doing good. Much
1: better than me. That's for sure. Todd asks, um, if we don't play football this year, does KJ Costello ever play a down at Mississippi State? Nope.
0: No chance. And I think if, if, even if they play in the spring, he won't play. A lot NFL, of NFL His NFL, NFL aspirations. Right now, for state, we talked about this on the podcast the other day. I think for sure Costello and Kylan Hill would sit out, and I wouldn't be surprised if Errol Thompson did as well. Wow, you know, for Ole Miss, I don't know their their roster as well, but I'm sure they've got a couple guys too.
1: Yeah, there's a couple. I, I mean, I think it, Don't Sam tell Williams. Richard
0: I didn't know the Ole Miss roster. <laughs> Just don't 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 kill the the vibe. Uh,
1: it, Sam Williams, I think he has to prove it, but he's got the potential of being an early round pick. Like he's got the skill set to be that kind of a guy. Uh, put on some weight this year, I think he is. The current roster's best chance at having an early-round draft pick is that guy, but I think he's got to do it one more time. I don't think he'd be high on draft boards unless he can go yeah. out and, and have another good season, so maybe he'd play, right. but otherwise, that I don't, I don't know if there is one. It's a young roster anyway, but um, there aren't many guys that are right now first, second-round pick material. Could be wrong. Yeah. But... I think Sam Williams has the best chance to do that.
0: he could be yeah, a really a, good player. And, and, and but again, you know that, that won't just be a Mississippi State or Ole Miss problem. We talked about that a few weeks ago. That it's a big problem at Alabama. It's a, a big problem at LSU. Places like that.
1: Will fall uh, ask a question here. He said, "If KJ never plays a down, does that affect Leach's chances of staying in Starkville for more than four years?" I would say No, No.
0: no. No, because he'll just play next year, and whatever happens, happens.
1: This has extended everybody's stay.
0: Yeah, even coaches who—I mean, I have no question. There's no doubt in my mind that if we were in a normal situation, that we would be looking at well, five, four or five more months of Will Muschamp at South Carolina. That's it. Instead, he's probably going to get another year. Yup. Much to Billy Napier's chagrin.
1: <laughs> Gus Malzahn—he's not going either.
0: Well, I mean, that's always such a, an interesting—you know. Is it going to happen or isn't it? But right now, no, he's not going to go anywhere.
1: So I just, yeah, I'm with you. Trip Dog and King Biscuit are friends, by the way. Uh-huh. They know each other. Trip Dog says that King Biscuit ran away from a state trooper in a school bus and got away with it. Is well, that gone. true? That's pretty cool. So, or is it? Well, I don't know if it's cool or not. If that is true, and I'm going to take you at your word then why has he gotten five tickets if he can evade police in a school bus why is he pulling over the other five times you guys are nuts both of you appreciate you being with us though I really do you can be like them don't drive a school bus away from police I mean you can be like them and text yeah, the don't. show yeah 601-879-4395 on the C Spire text line and don't forget old guests appear via the Farm Bureau guest line <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're going back and forth on the text line. It's great.
1: I'm glad you guys have nothing better to do. I really am. Thank you for listening. But we're not done yet. Another half an hour with you at Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't go anywhere. Skip and Purvis says. He's had too many speeding tickets to count. Notables, 112 and a 70 in 1967. What were you driving in 67, man? 128 and a 55 in 1969. What kind of car were you driving? And where were they? I'd love to hear something behind that. I've only driven over 100 once in my life. And it was in a beat-up... Like 2006, I think? 2000? No, it was earlier and that. It was like 04. Chevy Colorado. And it was one of those really small pickup trucks that didn't have two doors. It, like, had the half door. And it was so small, I could barely fit golf clubs in in the back where the back two seats were, but nobody could fit in them. That's the only time uh, I did that uh, on I-20 in between Atlanta and Birmingham. One time. Ever since then, I've only driven SUVs that are not really... uh, capable of getting that high up and also my ticket record has kind of led me to not <laughs> not wanting to, to go down that road but man what were you driving I'd love to hear that got a question here from the 901 if football season pushes into 2021 the NCAA could allow players to sit out for the draft and have eligibility for college if they weren't drafted one year waiver of the rules um, that's an interesting concept I know they have it in basketball now where college basketball players can decide, you know, hey, look, I want to dip my toe in the water and see what NBA scouts say about my draft status. They get a full evaluation and a full grade, and then they can decide whether or not to stay in the draft. Um, Terrence Davis did it at Ole Miss recently. Mississippi State has had multiple players recently do the same thing, where they enter the draft, but they don't hire an agent so they can maintain their eligibility. It's a really good idea and a really good thing because you can... Prevent players from making a really bad decision because some of these guys don't need to be going to the NBA and are not really NBA players. You guys have seen them. I know you've watched it at some point or another, and you've seen really good college basketball players, great college basketball players that are just simply not NBA caliber. And some guys will make that bad decision. Same thing needs to happen in football, I think. And I don't know how you work that out but the sheer number of football players that leave college early that have no real shot at getting drafted, and yet they'll leave. And they will declare for the draft, and they'll hire an agent, and they will end their college career.
0: I don't know what you said, but I disagree. <laughs> no idea what you just said.
1: Uh, we had a question about – um if football does get moved to the spring, you could have players sit out, and if they don't get drafted, come back. That's something that the NCAA should do. I think it's a really good idea. Something that they need to find a way to to make it permanent. Uh yeah, to, that's to prevent. I mean, it's it's up. What is it? A couple hundred kids now at this point declare early and don't get drafted.
0: Yeah,
2: they
0: yeah. need
1: to put an end to that.
0: Yeah, they've got to set it up, and I think the NBA should do the same thing where. If you don't get drafted, it doesn't matter. You know, they need they have to have something set in place where it's like you know you can't take money, but if you you can you can get an agent, you can go through all that process. But if you're undrafted, you can go back. Just that simple. It, it, it would be easy to do, and I know some people are like well, coaches have already done sign it. Well, the, you know, again, I don't have a whole ton of sympathy for the guy making five six million dollars a year. Figure it out.
1: Yeah, it's um, something that should be really easy. Wow, we have a, a cop that just texted in. He's been in police chases as the good guy. 100 plus mile an hour three times over his 20 year career. Jeez. Did you do the pit maneuver? I watch uh, police chases. I follow a Twitter account that will... And you have to sign up for the alerts too, just so they come straight to your phone so you don't have to be on Twitter. But if there's a police chase anywhere in the country, they'll provide the link so you could watch it. And every helicopter police chase, guys, like, and they're uh, setting up to do the pit maneuver. Oh, textbook pit maneuver. And that's the only thing they ever say. Like, are there other maneuvers in a police chase besides the pit maneuver that you guys use? I don't know. I'd love to hear it, but
0: real quick, I don't know if you saw this or not. Breaking news, though, there will be zero preseason games in the NFL.
1: So they finally they agreed upon it.
0: Yeah, just 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 put out. I'm looking at CBS Sports. Yeah.
1: No preseason games, here it is. Union is still pushing for a longer ramp-up period. That's nothing you guys need to worry about. Roster sizes will be 80 to start camp. Correct me if I'm wrong, they're usually 90, right?
0: I believe that's correct, yeah.
1: Uh, They have generally agreed upon voluntary and high-risk op-outs and generally agreed upon stipends if games are lost. This is all very, very good news. I know it's wordy and kind of hard to consume as a listener of an audio platform when we're talking about stipends and stuff. Basically, news today is negotiations are going very well between the NFL and their players. We're going to get at least professional football this fall. That's what this means. Another good day in that direction. Doesn't sound like there's any kind of hang-ups between the two.
0: We'll have pro sports. We're going to have high school sports. Will we have college sports? That's all that's left to figure out. Yeah.
1: What do you think about that idea? The Power Five only fall, and you get the group of five, except for the AAC because they they're claiming they're going to play too, and
0: mm-hmm. they have
1: the financial resources
0: more so and they than need their other to group play. Of if five they ones. want to keep the idea of group of six going, if they sit out, that's that's done forever.
1: Ends it. But so the six of them still playing this fall, but everybody else. Going to the spring because for the first time they can be the only show in town. What do you think about that yeah. idea?
0: It's not a bad idea. I just, I just, I don't know. That's one of those things that's so far fetched, so hard to wrap my head around the idea of, you know, while the SEC is focused on college basketball and college baseball, that uh, you know USM could be in the middle of football season. It's it's difficult to wrap your head around that.
1: Our uh, officer that's listening said negative on the pit maneuvers. That's the only I mean, thing the helicopter a person talks about.
0: It's the only done a pit maneuver. I don't. I've never been part of that. Me either. Yeah. I did get sideswiped well, in I hope not. I hope you haven't been involved but, in a high-speed chase, Borky. That would be a bit much. Well, you know.
1: <sighs> Skip says. Uh, so you missed this, hey, Dad? Skip uh, texted in a couple of his worst speeding tickets. Mm -hmm. 112 and a 70 in 1967 128 and a 55 in 1969
0: I didn't know cars would go that fast in 1969
1: he used to be a radio guy that's awesome at uh, KMPL too Uh, he was going 112 and a 70 on 55 50 miles north of uh, Sykeston, Missouri on the way back from a a KMPL radio gig, that's awesome man Ford Fairlane 425 horsepower
0: Okay, I, I get it now. I so see you could definitely get up to 120. A 66 120.
1: Ford Fairlane. I, off the top Ooh. of my head, I don't know what that looks like.
0: It's sharp. Oh, man.
1: Oh, wow, More, yeah. That's a classic.
0: Yeah. More breaking news. The Rams just announced there will be limited to no capacity and no season tickets for 2020 in that brand new brand, oh my $20 gosh. billion dollar stadium, whatever it is. So
1: it's over six now. Oh, The most expensive stadium ever built will have no fans inside of it in its inaugural season. That's rough. That's crazy. See, I still think that especially the the Southern teams are going to have fans. I mean, University of Texas today said that they're going to cap capacity at 50%, so they're pushing forward. But like the Saints, most local team to us, I think they're going to have fans in the stands. Not 100% maybe not even 50, but people are going to be in the Dome. I think the same thing's going to happen in Atlanta. People are going to be in the stadium there in Atlanta. I think the same thing's going to happen in Charlotte, but it'll be weird to watch because you will have some level of fans in some places, and then you'll go play in the Meadowlands, and there
0: will be nobody there. It'll be weird. Yeah. That's – that's yeah. You, know, you think about the SEC, my guess is that that everybody's going to have sort of a similar, you know, situation. That The governors will probably all – I wouldn't be surprised to see the governors come together and figure out a way to, like, okay, let's try to make it uniform. But that's not going to be the case in the NFL at all. So.
1: That is good news. I wonder how they try to adjust to that. Like, will they pipe in crowd noise? I suspect they will. Will they project fans? I've seen that where they're considering – using their video game technology to project fans, but what difference does that make?
0: I mean, because it's just for TV. The guys on the field aren't going to see it, right? Are they, are they going to? No, work? it would I mean, be I, just I, I, television. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I guess it's just to, for, for us, but I, I don't know. I, I don't see that as like a big issue to me. I don't know why they would want to do that. Craig
1: Jackson says, me and a buddy, one behind the other, NASCAR. Close, going 110 on 220 in Jackson. Gracious, man. You guys have uh, more intestinal fortitude than me. I See, I think that they would haul my butt to jail if I was doing 110 somewhere. They do that, don't they? Especially
0: if you smart it off to the cop like you did. Well,
1: if I was doing 110, I would. I would say shut up and yes, sir, thank you, sir, no, sir, and be as respectful as possible. Please don't throw me in the slammer, officer. Sports Talk Mississippi.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi (laughs) media production.